Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Franchise Tag. I'm your host, Eric, and join with me, as always, is Chris over Zoom. Still under lockdown, but Chris, haven't spoken in a long time, I think, both in general and in terms of this podcast. I think it's been a couple of months just sitting down with you talking sports. How you been? Uh, we're now graduated, so there's that. I, we officially are, like, old now. Yeah, so I figured we clear the air a little bit. I'm not going to spend too much time on it because it's like, who cares about people that haven't recorded in a while? That's kind of your responsibility. Uh, but me and Chris are recent college graduates. Um, now we're working full time during a pandemic. Chris is uh, working in his field. I'm currently not still searching, but um, that's kind of where our life is right now. Last time we spoke to you guys, um, it was the day of the draft, I believe. I think we recorded the day of the draft. I think the draft was that night. We were supposed to do an update the next week, and then it's like schoolwork. Uh, mm-hmm. Dealing with COVID and just trying to end the end the um the school year off right, man, because it's like you just want to get that out of the way. And it, I tell you right now, I was struggling those last couple of weeks, man, with all these essays and stuff like that. The last thing I thought about was trying to sit down and talk to you about anything going on in the NFL right now, especially because like all they want, all the news that was out, basically. I mean, now there's a lot in terms of contracts and stuff like that. But at the time, it was like, is there going to be a season? Baseball and basketball didn't know if they were going to have a season at the time. Football was full steam ahead. We're going to get this going. So that's pretty much what's been going on at the time. And I felt like there was no need to try to update anyone on what's going on. But there has been a lot. Don't get me wrong. Um, So I figured, you know, since we missed so much time, and who knows which listeners have stayed and which have gone, let's kind of preface this podcast with uh, a small question and you're not have to, no, I have no idea what I, you're, I'm going to say right now you have no idea so what do you think of uh-huh. that Jordan Love draft pick <laughs> that was so long ago I remember people were outraged about that dude see we've had three months to to think about it and I still don't know why they did it yeah I, yeah. I still don't like if you would ask me if we did like we said the podcast a week or so after that draft yeah. I would have been way more hype about this and, and freaking out but it, it, like it, like you said, it seems like forever ago. But like, I have no idea. They probably they by far had the worst draft. I mean, honestly, that what did they draft do? in general was a little odd. Everywhere, every every person we thought who was going to go in a specific spot in terms of need at position, um, they ended up going to another team and ended up making better teams more stacked because they got passed on so easily. Um, but I, I was just kidding about that question though. But I, I'm sure down the line during the season we're going to have there's going to be some. Uh, internal drama between Aaron Rodgers and, uh, you know, the front office and Matt LaFleur. Um, I'm sure he'll be in a different uniform at some point in his career, but I just thought it was funny that the first thing I bring up would be something that happened months and months ago, and we're gonna have not going to have any idea um, as to what this guy has in store for the league uh, for a very, very long time. But people are, already, people are already trying to do the comparisons between Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre towards mm-hmm. Jordan Love because, what is it, in Madden he has like a 90 – throwing or something like that is what i saw and then he signed a massive uh rookie contract so it's like they're just you know history repeats itself i guess but uh the real question i had is Mm -hmm. um let's let's you know let's address the elephant in the room which is pat mahomes okay and we're talking about his contract i feel like if you've been living under a rock right now i i think you would know what we're talking about but just to go over the details and everything like that so the final numbers the chiefs are signing quarterback patrick mahomes to a 10-year 450 million dollar contract extension um he was signed in the in the middle of his rookie deal um so that's 12 it's a 12-year commitment the deal is worth a max value of 503 million dollars it includes 400 
477 million in guarantee mechanisms and the ability for Mahomes to have outs if guarantee mecha- mechanisms aren't exercised. I actually didn't know that. Um, the injury guarantee is 140 million, so this guy's been set for life, you know, even before hitting 25 years old. Uh, he's 24 now. Uh, with two years remaining on his current contract um, and his 10 year extension to follow, Mahomes is under team control through the 2031 season. Chris, um, before I get into what I think about this contract, and honestly, I don't think there's much to say on my end, but for you, when you saw those numbers and you saw that contract, was that the type of deal you were expecting? Because I knew there was some contract talks for, for for months now about you know locking up Pat Mahomes. For me, I didn't expect for it to be 10 years, um, but I just, I just spill it out for me. Lay it all on the table. I want, I want to hear it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, when I saw 10 years, I thought, no way. Like, I thought it was a joke. I thought somebody just leaked something they, they they just wanted to get it out there and they were exaggerating and then i found out it was it was a legit deal um i mean and then i thought about it you know and, and there were players that came out and voiced their opinions and said you know he basically got like a baseball deal when you think about it because a lot of people were comparing it to the mike trout deal where uh you know he has a little bit more now than mike trout uh but but when i heard that i i mean from the end honestly it's so obvious pat mahomes won that because if, if you ask me from my standpoint, you know, if, if I was an owner, obviously you want to lock him up. He is going to be the franchise quarterback of that team. Look at what he's done in the two years, three years that he's been playing. You know, obviously he has a great resume to, to come up with. But I, I just feel like that is a very big commitment very early on in, in a career. I oh, mean, so you have some doubts about this deal. I, I do. I feel like, you know, he, he has proved that he is a, a solid, reliable quarterback. But I mean chances are the way this league goes in 10 years look at like 10 years ago and look at all the players and who they were and who was in their prime and, and then look at if they're even in the league anymore or how they're still performing I mean very few from 10 years ago to now are equally playing I mean if you were to compare you know probably one of the two or three of the quarterbacks that have been there in the league for a while would probably be Tom Brady Eli Manning and Drew Brees those three guys have been in the league for a while um, and I mean you know the teams around them might they changed a lot um, but we saw that Eli now just recently retired. In the last few years, he wasn't, you know, performing to what the Giants fans' expectations were. Uh, Tom Brady is, I, I mean, people are saying washed. He's not washed. He's just not playing the same way. We saw a lot more checkdowns and a lot more, uh, you know, different play from him. And, and Drew Brees is definitely probably performing the best out of the three, in my opinion, quarterback-wise. Uh, but you could see that there is some difference in the way he plays. He, he used to throw a little bit deeper, a little bit more, Further, I, and now you have Michael Thomas getting all these, you know, the reception leader. He's getting a lot of shorter routes. Um, I mean, that's been posted everywhere. So it's, I don't know if, you know, in 10 years, he definitely is not going to be the same player. That That's a guarantee. But I think, you know, you see too many times now these guys that lock up, very rarely do they start with a team and finish with them over a long period of time. I mean, you got to think about this for a second. Um, you know, seeing this contract, it was like really 10 years. You think he's going to be the same player he is in 10 years. But it's like, you really have to think about, you know, the type of player he is and how this league is now. You really got to lock up your quarterback immediately. And they did that probably times 10. Um, you know, the amount that what people would do to secure their quarterback um, if they weren't as at the tier at Pat Mahomes is. But you have to think about Pat Mahomes for a second. He's kind of in his own, you know, area in terms of position. Like, you know, like he's a quarterback. There's a ton of quarterbacks in the league. They're looking for jobs. There's a ton of quarterbacks in the league right now who are looking for some big money. A lot of quarterbacks also that are good enough to have that type of talent in the future, but there's nobody on that level, man. Um, you really got to think about it because the dude could throw, has a gun, um, and, you know, he, he can run the ball. He can just, just 
make plays. At the end of the day, it's like if this if you know if things aren't going right for the Chiefs, he can make a play. If it's not in the playbook, he'll do it, and that's how they win games. That's 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 what's going to happen at the end of the day. But you know who's the closest to Pat Mahomes right now, in your opinion? I mean, a lot of people right now maybe would put you know Lamar Jackson in the same tier, but he has some of his flaws too. We're talking about a well-rounded guy like Pat Mahomes who was secured for the next ten years um, with the Chiefs. But the where I was going with this, and I'll have you answer that question in a second, is that you lock down that type of guy, and I don't think the contract can be a failure within the next five years. They win three Super Bowls. I don't I, even if it's a, it's already a ten-year contract, they win only those three Super Bowls within the next five years. Say so, say so, you know they have like a year they miss in the playoffs and stuff like that. Because who knows what happened? You know, especially when they went up against the uh, Patriots in that AFC Championship game, went to overtime, didn't get a chance to to answer back in overtime. Who knows what happened then? But you lock them up. You win a couple Super Bowls. Maybe you don't win 10 in a row, but you win a couple. That's already a successful contract because you locked up the guy who was going to give you those Super Bowls. But in your opinion, you know, you can, you can answer both of these, you know, and what your opinion is. But who is even close to the tier that Pat Mahomes is right now? I mean, if I had to compare, uh, I mean, currently it's – it's going to be hard, but I guess I would say, you know, coming into the league and, and when they started and in their young career to kind of transition to compare, you know, apples to apples, I would say I, I could see a lot of Russell Wilson. I feel like Russell Wilson was that guy and he came on to the, the Seahawks and you've seen him even now, you know, years after him starting and being a rookie, he's still there, the, the team still loves him. He's taken him to Super Bowls. I mean, they, they've had a little bit of stumbling since that time. Uh, but, but, you know, they're still a pretty solid team all around. They're usually making the playoffs or right in the playoff picture. And their defense is slowly starting to deteriorate. They're losing guys left and right. Uh, that offense, you know, they, they've had a lot of different moving parts within him being there, but he's always been there. And I feel like that's kind of what's going to happen with Mahomes. I mean, when you have a big deal like that, eventually they're, they're not going to be able to resign every single person that they have. So there are going to be a lot of moving parts, whether that be draft picks or they pick up some guys that haven't proven themselves and, uh, you know, they give Mahomes some of those guys. But I feel like a lot of the comparison there is, you know, Russell Wilson was this, this amazing quarterback right out the bat. And, and, you know, he made a huge difference. He brought Seattle their first championship. Uh, and, and, I mean, you know, Pat Mahomes is, what has it been, like 50 or something years? Yeah, since it was a huge drought. Chiefs. Yeah, so so he, he finally brings it his first year that he's playing. He almost takes him there. The second year he, he gets in the ring. Like, I feel like he just has that difference to that organization similar to uh, – you know, Pat Mahomes has in terms of, you know, when I'm, what, what I was getting at is like, is it a successful contract if he only gets three Super Bowls within these 10 years, including the one they just won? So if he wins two more within these next 10 years, is it a contract you still would have given Pat Mahomes? Um, I mean, I definitely think I'm, it's very hard to, to be making it into the playoffs every year, because as we've mentioned week and week and week after is that the, the game is always changing. So, you know, you have, one year where it's a full of defensive teams and those are the guys that are really moving it and that's who's making it to the playoffs. You know, a couple of years ago, you had the Jags that didn't have much of an offense, but their defense was crazy. The Bears had a crazy defense and their offense was all right. Uh, and now you look at these guys like you have you have the, the Chiefs and they still had a good defense, but their offense was the juggernaut and, you know, you move them and that's who gets it to the suit, goes to the Super Bowl and ends up winning. I mean, you had 2016, you had the Falcons who were one, like the number one offense and they ended up making it. So even in just a few four or five years, the league changes every year. Yeah. So it, it's it's definitely hard to make it even to the playoffs every single year. But I mean, over 10 years to, to make two Super Bowls and win those and then have another one that he just won, I think that's more than a successful career because you got guys, like I mentioned before, you know, you have 
Eli Manning, and then you have uh, Ben Roethlisberger, for example. Those guys have two rings over a long career that they've had. Uh, so to be over a 10-year period, I think that would definitely be you know, worth that contract. You know, w- with Pat Mahomes, right, they're, the way they look at him, and rightfully so, you have to do that as an organization because not a lot of people get to have a guy like Pat Mahomes in the organization make such a big impact right away and really put the Chiefs on the map. And they were already on the map before when they had Alex Smith. They were making the playoffs each and every year. It's because, you know, that's the magic of Andy Reid. Um, but they're, they're looking to hit the ground running right away. Um, they bring, I think they're bringing in 95% of their players back that they had during that Super Bowl run that they had mm-hmm. this past year, um, which is insane. And a big piece of that, they actually just re-signed uh, Chris Jones to a major contract. He said he was mm-hmm. going to sit out, I think, um, if they weren't going to come to terms on a deal, and they did it. And then Pat Mahomes went out and tweeted that, uh, you know, you guys thought we couldn't sign him? Well, we did. We're bringing him back. Let's run it back. And so they're really going to try to hit the ground running right now. They're going to try to win as many Super Bowls as they can early just to kind of, you know, fulfill that contract, I would say. But I think in terms of, you know, as a team, success rate, you know, goes up and down in this league. You can be on top of your game one year and then the next season, you know, it all goes downhill. So I think they're in a really good spot right now. I've never seen a team do something like this. You know, you've really seen the Patriots, you know, they kind of they replace guys in and out, and they somehow make it work. But the Chiefs, they're bringing back every single person, and I don't think there's any reason why it would not. But I think these, you know, each and every one of those guys are gonna, are gonna come in, hit the ground running. They're gonna, you know, just you know put the put their best foot forward and make sure the team dynamic stays in place the same as last year. Um, but I mean, not a lot for me to say on this contract. I think it was well worth it. It was just kind of a surprise that. You know, the richest contract in sports history just happened so fast and so abruptly, and I didn't think it was going to be that huge. Because I remember seeing a long, long time ago that it was going to be like a $200 million extension during his rookie contract. Mm-hmm. was even close. They probably they tripled that by the time this deal was done. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how this whole thing works out. Um, do, but one last thing on Pat Mahomes, because we got a lot to cover today. By the time he hits, you know, what, what's Pat, what's like his prime? Probably like 28 to like 31, right? So mm-hmm. I'd say like yeah, at like 32 and up, you know, I, I, when does he become, he becomes a free agent in 2031. He's 24 now. Quick math. Where, what is he? What would he be in what? 2031? You say he's 24 right now? 24 right now, yep. Uh, is that going to be 35? Is that correct? I think so. It's 11 years. You said 2031? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. So that, by the time he's 35 years old, he's probably going to get the chance to re-up with the Chiefs by then. You know, if all things considered goes well, he stays healthy. Um, Do you think, like, his level of play is going to have to change just a little bit. But I still think, I could even see it at 35. He's still going to be that crazy dynamic quarterback that he is by then. You know, it's so weird to think about what kind of player is going to be in the future from now? Because I can't even like give you a preview as to what he's going to be. We're only seeing the beginning. Um, what do you think the game is going to be like by the time he's thirty-five when he's playing? Andy Reid's still, still going to be coaching. They move, you know, like what, what's what's going to happen? He he's going to have to if he's locked him down for ten years. He's like, I'm gonna. This is my guy. I'm not going to hand him off to some random person to start calling plays for him. I guess. I mean, with the way the league is going now, it'll be two-hand touch in 10 years or oh, 11 probably, years. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, like I, like I just mentioned, who knows what's going to happen. I mean, 
because it's just picturing for, it is kind of mind-boggling to me is like knowing I, that I, he's locked up for that long well because i mean even think about it a, a few months ago we we were doing our podcast you know even the holiday time we're sitting there doing the podcast playoffs happen the super bowl happens who would have figured a few months later you know two three months later we hit a global pandemic no one could have yeah. even saw that mm-hmm. so that's a few months in advance to say oh 10 years way to, from se- now, way to secure the bag during a pandemic by the way because that money is that's going to come in whether I, he, whether you know anyone in the nfl likes it or not that's that's his money for the next 10 that's, years it's it's insane i mean yeah, i think it was I 66 really, million upon signing there, there was some crazy yeah there were some crazy numbers like someone yeah. broke it down by like you know minutes how much, hours yeah, yeah minutes sure. hours yeah they, they broke it down like that and it was it was some crazy numbers i mean but like i said it, it, it's surprising the the term of this contract because i know he is a quarterback uh, and quarterbacks usually fare pretty well in the NFL. They last a good time. I mean, you you see, I mentioned a few already. Uh, but but in a league like this, you know, when you lock up somebody in baseball or basketball, usually 10-year period, uh, they're not doing as much wear and tear on their body. So, you know, you're kind of assuming, all right, in 10 years, if you're around 24 years old, you, you should be all right and you should be in decent shape to still be playing. I feel like with the NFL, uh, you know, there's always that question mark because one little injury could could throw everything off and change the whole way you play. So it, it is a question mark in that sense. And that's why I was surprised it was a 10 year deal. I mean, I feel like even with most quarterbacks, you feel like a common deal is around five years. That's usually about the, the deal. And then if they want to give them another deal, it'll usually be like a three or so year deal. And then they'll, they'll go from there. But a 10 year deal is crazy to lock somebody up like that. Do you ever f- just keep finding it crazy that he was the 15th overall pick in that draft? Yeah, I mean, and that well, the Bears was... just heard fuss over <laughs> Mr. Bisky and they kind of got excited and took him. Because I remember that night, I think the Niners were bluffing, and then the Bears were like, "Let's trade up one spot and get Mr. Bisky." Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I remember that. They know several picks later that Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson will be selected. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, well, they probably did know. Uh, they just decided to go with Trubisky. Dude, I mean, it's definitely been. I remember hearing that, and people were saying there were like rumors, obviously, because it's day of the draft, the weeks leading up, and all the analysts were saying, "Oh, they're like they think Mitch Trubisky is going to be high up," and he played like not like it was I don't like even think he played a full games, season I think, in college or something like that in yeah, North Carolina, it, by the way, it, yeah. which is not a not a football school. And, so I, it's and, and like, that's why I still hate as a Giants fan that Daniel Jones gets some that gets flack for being selected that high. Like six, you went with a North Carolina quarterback at number two, but a two quarterback at six is outlandish. Yeah. And well, Daniel Jones, a long <laughs> run, I'll take. You know, I'll put money down on it that he has a better career than Mr. Biscuit at this point. He's his fifth option isn't even picked up by the Bears. No, they, it's they not. They just brought in and, Foles, and they, they, I don't know what their whole plan is, but you know, that's <laughs> not our problem. That's not our problem to it's, figure it's out. Not. That's theirs. <laughs> but I'm sure they're punching the air thinking about that they don't have Pat Mahomes. But I'm sure Khalil Mack is thinking the same thing. He's like, if everything lined up right, and eh, we, we would have like, would we, you know, the, this Bears team would pretty much. You know, go back to the '80s and emulate that team, which was back then well, dominant and, and defense, phenomenal quarterback. And that's the thing. I mean, like I said, I mentioned a couple minutes ago, they made it to the playoffs pretty much single-handedly by their defense. Imagine if they had Mahomes. All they needed was a quarterback. Yeah, all that was we just could coherent. do is imagine. All we could do is imagine. We'll never know. And even everyone was rooting for Cam to go to the Chargers. Uh, not the the Chargers. Well, I I actually rooted yeah. for the Chargers, but the Bears too. Um, yeah. But let's get into the nitty gritty stuff. Um, 
Today is July 15th, which means it's the deadline for NFL teams to reach an agreement on a long-term extension with players that the organizations placed the franchise tags on. Cheap plug. Um, if the parties fail to agree on a new on a new contract by 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the players will play the 2020 NFL season on the one-year franchise tag. So, Chris, I saw a lot of signings today and a lot of non-signings today. Um, I'm going to let you take a pick. Who do you want to start with? I mean, we gotta we gotta start. We're on the talking quarterback deals. We gotta go. To, we gotta go with Dak. We gotta start with Dak. Oh, you want to start with Dak? Okay, we we're gotta start that a with Dak because I figured your boy Derrick Henry. We should have talked about him, but no, let's start with Dak. Um, they did not come to a deal by the time four o'clock came around. Um, are you shocked? No, because the guy wants forty million dollars uh, per year, and um, that didn't seem like it was gonna be a possibility even from the beginning. If you check out our YouTube channel, Franchise Tag Podcast. In, a, in my very hot attic, uh, we were talking about Dak Prescott and this contract, and it was a different story at the time because, you know, they wanted to re-up him at the same time as Zeke Elliott because they were in the same draft class. Um, and the and the topic at the time was that what's going to happen with their cap space? Um, obviously, that doesn't matter now because they're throwing money left and right at players every time uh, they're signing somebody. But it was because, you know, you got to sign both of those guys, and do you want you know, keep the running back. You want to secure your quarterback. That was the topic at the time. Now it's kind of like you sign Zeke. He held out. He did the whole nine yards. Um, sign a couple other guys. Um, what are some notable free agents they ended up bringing in? I knew they threw the some, Cowboys. They, yeah, they threw some money at people. Oh, honestly, it's been so long. It's very blurry. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure I look it up at the time. But anyway, Dak did not come to an agreement on a contract. Um. And you showed me something. Here, here, let me read this real quick. This is an update. Was this from four hours ago? Okay, so the Cowboys and QB Dak Prescott did not reach a long-term deal before today's 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time deadline. Prescott is 26 years old, will play out the 2020 season under his $31.4 million franchise tag and is scheduled to become an unrestricted free agent in 2021. Mind you, I keep forgetting, and I brought it up today when I was speaking to Chris, that they did sign Andy Dalton to a contract. He is the backup quarterback on the Cowboys. So they do have a little, you know, something on the agenda if things don't go right with Dak Prescott. Uh, the Cowboys' latest offer to Prescott was a five-year deal worth $35 million per year with $106 million guaranteed. Didn't take it. Um, my thoughts on this is this guy's got to take the money and run with it. Um, there's only, And obviously, you know, you're in the Cowboys organization. He's playing it smart. You know, I was what was he, a fourth, fifth-round pick? I think it was a fourth-round pick. Um, at the time, you know, people didn't know what was coming. He ends up uh, replacing Tony Romo. Um, he has a fan- fantastic rookie year. And, you know, following that, obviously they had injuries on their offensive line. And now he's up to this point on his resume. What does he have? He had, did he have offensive player of the year? That No, offensive rookie of the year, I think, is mm-hmm. rookie year. He did yeah, end up he, winning he that. Did, yeah. And he won one playoff game. So there's a lot of people who are on the fence about signing him right now. Um, if I'm Jerry Jones, obviously... I'm doing the best I can at the moment to give him the money that he wants, but $40 million per year is a bit much considering that would be the highest paid contract right now um, in terms of per you know annual salary and stuff like that. But um, I'm also, I wouldn't say I'm on the fence. Now I'm kind of leaning towards this guy is getting a little greedy now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's not, you know, coming from a guy, you know, like myself, who's sitting here just talking about sports. What do I know about agents? What do I know about millions of dollars on a piece of paper that he has to sign his name to? There's obviously something going on in the market that he wants to fulfill, and I'm sure he's got a lot of people going in, you know, 
talking to him, you know, ear to ear saying like what he should do. I'm sure a lot of people have said, just take this contract. You're not going to get a better deal than this. And there's some people telling him no. And there was a thing you brought up before um, about his brother. And I think that's one of the people in his in his life that are probably telling him, don't sign this. You can get a way better deal right now. You're in control. And what was the exact thing he said on Twitter? I don't actually remember, but he said, I, there's a reason why I didn't grow up to be a Cowboys fan. And I could see why I didn't, and I don't know how much I could be, you know, support, you know, support the Cowboys, you know, much longer at this point. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. There's a lot of moving parts with Dak right now. I think they're gonna, they've been in contract talks for so long, dude. He's gonna have to sign eventually something that they throw out him, whether it's 33 million a year or 35 million a year. He's not gonna get to 40. If you haven't done it at this point, I don't know what to tell you. But what, what are your thoughts on all this? I mean, in all honesty, $31 million a year really isn't that bad of a contract. So if he's looking for money, I guess, you know, it, it, it's all right if he, he's taking these franchise tag deals. But if he's looking for that stability, that's where, you know, there's the problem because he could tech, technically each year is a contract year for him because he's, he doesn't have that contract, yeah, that long-term right. deal. So, I mean, it makes sense. If he pushes off, it's not like, you know, oh, well, he wants to make $40 million, and, and if he he doesn't take a deal and he goes to the franchise tag, he's only getting like 15. He's making a good amount of money even by going on the franchise tag. And chances are, I think each and every year, that's going up by little increments each year. Yeah. So he if he doesn't, eventually, chances are the money's going to get to where he wants. I mean, it's kind of sad that it's going to be on a franchise tag but i i don't i don't think he should really be doing what he's doing i i don't think it's a it's a good game to play i feel like it's been the last year or two this has kind of been going on definitely the last year maybe in the last year and a half to two years this has been a problem a talk whatever's going on and i mean they paid zeke they paid uh what was it demarcus lawrence they just paid him recently uh, I mean, it's it's to me, it's just not a game. I feel like he's getting into a losing battle. And what we saw recently is if they do end up saying, okay, we're we're gonna let him go, with whether that be next year or whatever the case is, look at how long it's taking these quarterbacks that are free agents over this whole offseason to get picked up. There was a big draft this year for quarterbacks, and I feel like you know next year is gonna be one or two solid quarterbacks at least. And a lot of guys in the last three years have been picking up quarterbacks that they're hoping to be for the future. I, I feel like there's not much room if you kind of leave to be picked up by anybody and especially not to get that kind of contract. So I, I feel like he's playing a dangerous game. I mean, he does have some leverage because he has done a lot in terms of, you know, he had a good rookie year and, and he got him to the playoffs and so forth, but he hasn't done much other than that. He, he's not winning the playoff games. He's not, beating the really good teams. He's just kind of doing, you know, what's asked of him. And then when it comes to when he has to, you know, when he has to play for that contract, it's, he's not doing it. If, if you remember last year when they played the Giants, I think it was week one, the Giants, after Dak played like amazing against the Giants defense that, you know, was not going to be that good because of all the, the free agencies and injuries and so forth. Jerry, uh, Jerry Jones was like, oh, yep, we might be talking about that contract now. Like, yeah, what was that? I don't know, but here's the thing, Chris. Here's the part where you said he's walking on thin ice. He's playing a dangerous game right now. It's because of the five years he didn't want to take the contract. He wanted four years and a lot more money. That is the current problem right now. That's why he didn't take the contract. 
Um, I'm not sure, you know, what happened towards 4 o'clock. Maybe something was going to get done, and then it was kind of a last-minute thing. I'm sure they were kind of pushing him probably at, like, 3.50, like, hey, we'll give you this right now because, you know, like, you want to get that thing done. Um, you know, there's some people that are saying, I'm reading comments right now, and, you know, on posts about the updates and stuff like that. People are like, oh, maybe he wants out of Dallas. I don't think he wants out of Dallas. I think he think he assumes he has le- – no, not assumes. He definitely does have leverage right now. When the market goes up and you're seeing more guys get paid, Pat Mahomes is getting paid, and he's waiting this whole thing out. And I'm sure he's rubbing his hands together, getting excited. But at the same time, it's like if you're, you'd rather be the guy that is signed and secured to a very, very big contract. I mean, maybe you know not Pat Mahomes type tier, but if you get something that is your worth, um, I think I'd rather be that guy. And I know you want to test the boundaries, you know, of the market right now, and you really want to you know, dig into your organization and try to get as much money as you can out of them to be secured and be comfortable and know that the, the contract I signed is the one I want to to fulfill and, you know, be on. But I, I don't know. It's a tough thing right now. And I kind of, my opinion is a little staggered here because it's like, if you're in that position, your agent's telling you to do this because, you know, here's these numbers. You can get this number under, you know, these terms and stuff like that. This is This is your worth right here. You should go for it. You'd want to fight for it because he knows better than you in terms of contracts and money. He's just got to sign that piece of paper knowing all the terms is is okay. But it's like at the same time, you know, the Cowboys right now, Dak Prescott is probably their best option going forward right now. And like you said, there's a lot of good, you know, quarterbacks out there right now, especially coming up in the draft um, in 2021. But it's, you know, you're, you're pretty much going to – like this division, the NFC East is theirs to lose, so it's kind of like you want to secure everybody you can right now, especially Dak while he's young, and you know get him going, get the and get on the ground running. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like I get what he's doing, but at the same time, it's like when when do you kind of just you know wave the white flag and you're like I'll I'll just I'll just sign what you give me. Yeah, I mean honestly though, when you look at all these guys that have been getting either it's extensions or new contracts or so forth. A few of the guys that come to mind would have been, uh, you know, you got Russell Wilson who got a big deal. You got uh, Jared Goff who a little while back got a big deal. Jimmy G got a big deal. Matt Ryan got a big deal. And Carson Wentz, yeah. So of that list, realistically, the only one that has something that's not too common would have been Wentz because Goff made it to a Super Bowl. Matt Ryan made it to a Super Bowl and had an MVP season. Jimmy Garoppolo made it to a Super Bowl. And same thing with uh, Russell Wilson. He's made it to a few. So I feel like those. that's kind of going back on what I was saying, where he, he makes it to the playoffs, but then when it really matters, he can't really perform. Those guys, even if it was just that year, or even if it was, you know, they, they didn't do much after that, but just in that year that they got that contract, they proved that they could do it. They, they've got over the hump, and they ended up making it to the Super Bowl, winning at least a playoff game or two, doing whatever they had to do, getting to that game. Even though a lot of the guys that I mentioned there didn't necessarily win, the, the Super Bowl, they just got there. I think, to me, you're going to lock up that guy because he got you to the Super Bowl, and now you have Mahomes as well, who, you know, he, he, he wins the Super Bowl. I, I just think, you know, with Wentz and, and Dak, those two guys haven't gotten there. I mean, technically, Wentz got them to the Super Bowl and then got hurt. So that that's kind of an asterisk there. That's but. why it was kind of tough because, like, do, do we pay this guy? Is this the guy I want to go with? Because it's like Nick Foles, you didn't know what you were going to get with him. And then he was able to run under that system very well. And lo and behold, they got him to he, he got them to a Super Bowl and won um, a ring for them. So it's like, you know, it's tough. But Wentz, that was probably the right choice for them regardless. 
Um, the one thing I'm thinking about right now is, is this whole, you know, franchise tag situation, right? Because he signs this year. Listen, signing a franchise tag isn't the worst thing in the world as long as you could stay healthy. You definitely do want that security. We've seen that time and time again with running backs. You know, running backs have to deal with the franchise tag, and they're kind of in, in tough, tough positions because they want to sit out. But for quarterbacks, it's like quarterbacks is, you know, he's he's driving the Ferrari right now. He's driving the organization. You really want him to be signed. But Dak, I don't think he's playing the game. I hear a lot of people saying, you know, maybe he, he's going to get tagged for these next three years and he's going to be averaging, what, like $40 million anyway. But yeah. it's like, again, you want to be signed. You're the quarterback. You're getting hit every single play. Um, one thing can go wrong. And just to put into perspective, Alex Smith, right? He got yep. paid a lot of money by the Redskins. Um, but he's probably never going to play it down in the NFL ever again, ever play football ever again. I never saw that ESPN documentary, but – from what I saw, it it was pretty bad. So you you want that security. So um, if I, if I were Dak, um, I would try to find some middle ground. Whether if it's like thirty, if you're if it's thirty five million, just take it, because you know people out there can can say you know Dak probably isn't you know at the, at the moment isn't the best quarterback in the league. Does he really think he's this good to get this money? It's like, you know, maybe you're not, but you never know when thirty five could become much much less. And you get a lot less money due to your performance. So contract negotiations may not be great. If he's under the franchise tag and he has awful seasons, what reason does do the the Cowboys have to give him forty million a year? So he's he's definitely you know walking on thin ice in my opinion. Because listen, this division is I wouldn't say getting tougher and tougher because there's a lot better divisions out there. And the Cowboys again, it's there to lose. It's theirs to lose each and every year. Um, but the Giants are on the up and up if you wait too long. Um, you know, the Eagles just got, you know, guys like Slay and then, you know, Carson Wentz is fully healthy right now. They're, they they just drafted a receiver. They're, tr- they're trying to stack up their team. They just re-signed um, Jason Peters, I think, to a one-year deal. So it's like, yeah, you know, they're trying to compete. They're not, they're not you know, backing off in any way, shape, or form. The Redskins are still working on their brand-new name, so I don't think they're in, in discussions. <laughs> but it's like, you know, the Cowboys, it's funny because they're the team – that they go up against a bad team, say at the moment, you know, you at the time when the Cowboys were playing the Jets, you're like, it's Cowboys all the way. And lo and behold, they ended up losing. So it's like it's game by game. The Internet just takes over and the media takes over. And it's just like, how do they lose this game? Or it's like, of course, they lose this game. It's the Cowboys. And they when they win the games that they're supposed to win, nobody bats an eye. So it's like you're an organization that's has eyes on them at all times and then some because everyone's looking to judge them. So, all I have to say is, like, Dak, find a middle ground, take it. And I know your brother's tweeting, probably not making things better for you right now, which is why it's like, I think this should be that should be a sign for you to, like, get these negotiations going, even though it's, the end, you know, today, you know, July 15th, at 4 p.m. was the deadline. Um, still get that contract negotiations going, maybe have something done by the time... Um, the franchise tag comes up again because this is something, and this is why it's the name of the show. It's very interesting. The franchise tag could be something within the next 10 years in the CBA that may not exist anymore because players hate it. It's an anomaly. It's like you get paid so much money just for that one year, but you don't have that security. So, you know, it's it's very interesting. But I want to play that game like, you know, like Kirk Cousins where, you know, he was getting tagged not because he, you know, was he, – he had contract negotiations. He, he wanted to get his money. He knew what he was worth. But it's like – uh Eventually, when does when does it end? You know, if you're gonna go to another team, cool. But look where he's at right now. He just got paid again. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's looking at Kirk Cousins. But he's using him as an example. Like maybe if I'm still not that great, but I'm kind of good, I could still get paid. 
I don't know how Kirk Cousins is doing it, but whatever he's doing, keep it up. Yeah, I don't know. His agent is phenomenal. I mean, he's not a bad quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback at all, but like the way he's getting paid and how quickly it's getting done. He wasn't even done with this. Like it was, he was barely done with his contract. He got re up like three years, 66 million or something like that. Yeah. Insane. Anyway, um, enough of Dak Prescott because I can't, I, I can't talk about him anymore. It's just a very tough situation in, t- in that organization. But let's talk about your boy, Derrick Henry. Um, he just got signed literally, I think, at like 3.55, if I it recall. Was right, it was right before. Right yeah. at the deadline. Um, apparently, they were in, in contract talks and nothing was getting done. And I assume, you know, like a you know, smart organization would do, you're going to push for a final deal at the buzzer. And I think Derrick Henry may have panicked a little bit because you see the contract that Tannehill got. And he doesn't want to be known as the guy that plays under the franchise tag. And I'm not sure how much his tag was. I think it was around $10.5 million if he did get tagged. So it's like, you, I think you want to get this deal done. As a running back that's got a, you know, it's ground and pound all day long, uh, you need to sign that contract. But here was the um, details on that deal that got done right before the deadline. Titans and running back Derrick Henry reached an agreement on a four-year deal um, Henry is 26 years old, is now under contract through the 2024 season with his one-year uh, 10 point, yeah, it was 10.278 million franchise tag included. Um, and let's take a look at the actual numbers here. That was the update as soon as it happened. So it was a four-year, 50 million dollar deal that includes 25.5 million guaranteed. Uh, the deal makes Henry the fifth highest paid running back in the NFL with a 12.5 million dollar annual. Uh, annual salary. So, thoughts on this deal? I'm kind of disappointed that he didn't get paid first, and I'm kind of disappointed in the contract. I mean, I know historically you pay running backs, and it's like a curse for some reason. They end up getting injured or not performing well or whatever the case is, but I think that he's just a freak of nature. He's just one of those players. He's a linebacker at running back. He's like 6'3", 250. How do you like, and somehow you a ninety three in Madden twenty, tw- Madden twenty one? Oh, it will oh, be ninety three overall. <laughs> we're, we're not we're not talking about Madden ratings because uh, I could talk about that all day. Oh, I could too. Um, I saw the listings and I'm like, oh man, this is a mess. But, but it, it's it's like I, I mean, as you pointed out when you found when we found out the numbers, he's getting paid less than David Johnson. And when you look back, you know, a couple of years ago, David Johnson was phenomenal. He was a crazy running back, and and like I said, one injury. And it just seemed to completely change the way the team used. What him, a waste! It because it's like that was a wrist injury. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it wasn't like a lot of times you think like it's an Achilles, and, and they get and they get a taste of Kenyon Drake, and it's like, who is David Johnson? I don't even care anymore. We got Kenyon Drake, <laughs> and, and it was just kind of like okay, but like it, I think I know Derrick Henry. I mean, people will say, oh, well, he had one crazy year this past year, but as we pointed out over text, they weren't using him. He was barely being oh, used. Dude, so, we were we were like cheerleaders for derrick henry for years you specifically i, dr- I drafted him every year for the last like three years because <laughs> i was like how do you not use and when him? and when you draft them i'm like i mean I don't, I don't blame you i mean hopefully they use them this year that's what that was my thoughts i'm like maybe this is the year and luckily you ended up getting that we talk about it all the time that's gonna be a story as we will have for <laughs> for a very long time in terms of f- football stories stuff like that but I want to take a look at the list for a second. So the top five running back contracts in terms of average annual value. Number one is Christian McCaffrey, $16 million per year. Zeke Elliott with $15 million. Le'Veon Bell, $13.1 million. David Johnson, $13 million. And then there's Derrick Henry with $12.5. I'm sure he was kind of disappointed with that because um, he deserved to be much higher. 
especially after seeing the Christian McCaffrey contract come come to play, it's like, all right, you set the market now for running backs, and, and, and you know, now we can see how much I get paid now. But unfortunately, they did end up tagging him, and then they had to come into contract talks and everything like that. And they have to, of course, bring in the information that listen, we just signed Tannehill to what was it, five year? How how long was it? Four years? Four four or five years? One hundred eighteen million, I think, off the top of my head. Just thinking about it, that was kind of the number range. Um, and now they're they were left with the uh, the task of trying to pay the running back that took them to the place they wanted to go. And there was a short little instance there where we were just like, "Can they actually make it to a Super Bowl here?" And that's because Derrick Henry kind of drilled that into your brain, um, rightfully so. The dude is an absolute animal, and he has been in hibernation, waiting to be unleashed. And luckily. Um, Vrabel was able to do that because I've been waiting for a coach to utilize him the way he should be utilized, and now he is. Um, I mean, I don't think he's really thinking – I don't know if he's thinking about the numbers. I don't know how hard he was pushing. You tend to hear from a lot of players that were like, yeah, we're declining – you know, I'm declining this offer, declining this offer. You know, this is the number range, and what they're actually looking for ends up coming out with, like, Adam Schefter tweeting it. But I actually didn't know what he was looking for here. I'm sure every single person is looking to be number one, but obviously that's – not the case in terms of what team you're on and what what your salary cap is, but either way, I'm I'm just glad he's secure. Um, definitely should be paid a lot more than David Johnson. But again, at the time when David John David Johnson was like the Christian McCaffrey at the time, that everyone was like this this is game changing. But the thing with Derrick Henry, he's kind of he's just ground and pound, and he could he'll run through you if he has to. And you know, when you run the ball the way you can run Mark Henry, it's going to take you places. And, of course, you need the quarterback to do that, too. You want to secure your quarterback. Now they got them both signed. So it's like – You want to you know something yeah. funny? You just, you yeah. just called, him Mark, you called him Mark Henry. Mark Henry, did I? Yeah. Dang. <laughs> he he, he kind of – I guess he is kind of like the Mark Henry of the I NFL. I called him Mark but... Henry. Wow. <laughs> I got to watch some old clips of Mark Henry. Dude, that dude's huge, too. He's a tank. So That's what I'm saying. They're very he's, comparable. He's the, Mark Hen- he's the Mark Henry of the NFL. <laughs> he is, basically, yeah. <laughs> Derek Henry, I'm sorry, King Henry, I should call him. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited for the for the Titans, man. Now they they have nothing in their way right now, and they could just get after it. Um, on the offensive end, uh, you're, I, I know you're kind of disappointed that you know, what, what were you disappointed in that he wasn't getting enough money, or that he wasn't yeah. he was he wasn't paid before Tannehill? Oh, I mean, I feel like he didn't get enough money because he wasn't paid before Tannehill. I mean, I, mean, dude, I don't. It, I really can't blame them, dude. They went from a team with Mariota that's like this is gonna go absolutely nowhere to switching to Tannehill and literally throwing a hail mary when you sign them because it's like this will be our backup. If Mariota, you got you got to prove yourself this year, and they end up benching him. Uh, Tannehill comes in, and there you go. It's like now all the pieces come together, and they end up going on a winning streak, and they're an actual contending team. Um, so it's like. You know, you got lucky there, so you kind of got to secure the guy that helped you out, which is Derrick Henry and Tannehill. But it's like, in terms of quarterback, got to get that position locked up. I don't blame him for that, though. I mean, when you look at it, though, we went over the top five list. And, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, no doubt he should be right now the highest paid. I'm not arguing with that. Zeke, you know, he's pretty good as well. I I could see Derrick Henry being under him. That's all right with me. I I think he should have been more around where Le'Veon Bell is. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, when he got that contract, I know he sat out a year and, you know, he had that phenomenal seasons with, with uh, Pittsburgh. So, you know, that, that makes sense with me. And, and, you know, David Johnson, we mentioned, he was insane at the time when he got his deal. But that was a couple of years ago. And, and it was, and like, right backloaded, now, too. Like, he's getting paid now more than his first couple yeah. of years on that contract, too. 
And, and I mean, when you look at it, Derrick Henry was kind of being utilized the same way that the Panthers use McCaffrey, where it's kind of like just give him the ball and let him do what he wants. But I think personally, McCaffrey is a better overall back in terms of he runs the ball and he also is a receiving threat. But he's Whereas, on a bad team. So would you rather be the guy that signed you know, to, much, to less money, which is not that much less because he's fifth um, highest uh-huh. paid contracts you know, in terms of running backs per year? On a great team, which he could possibly win a couple, maybe win a couple rings. I mean, you got to go through the Chiefs every year, but I mean, if they can make it, if they can make it far, and actually, you know, they could butt heads, and it's kind of like, obviously, you have Mahomes on one side, and then you have this team on the other. You have two well-coached teams. It could go either way. Some years, you never know. So it's like, would you rather be the guy that's the fifth highest paid, but it's on a great team, or Christian McCaffrey, where he's probably on a really bad team right now? They have a brand new head coach, brand new quarterback, and. The system is going to change and everything like that. I'm sure nothing's going to change for him. He's still going to ball out, but it's like, how far are you guys going to get? And look at the division, too. Very, very tough mm-hmm. division. Tom Brady goes in there. Drew Brees just signs a brand-new deal. Um, and the Falcons are obviously they're, – they're competing each and every year also. So it's like, who would you rather be in that scenario? I'd much rather be Derrick Henry. Oh, yeah. I mean, but, but at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, to, to end this whole discussion of what his contract was and everything, I feel like at most he should have been – probably ahead of Le'Veon Bell, but at worst, I feel like he should have at least been in front of David Johnson. I think, you know, that, that that's my opinion. I think, Yeah, that's you know, something his agent probably should have pushed a little more. It's like, David Johnson, yeah. really? But I'm sure yeah. five minutes left on the clock, he's like, listen, 0.5 million less. Do you want it or do you not want it? I'm sure Derek Henry is like, let's just sign it. I know my worth. You know, another yeah. contract's going to come around eventually for me. I'll still be at the top of my game, and I'll get my money eventually, but... Right now, well, he's yeah, taking what I mean, he could get. I mean, that's the thing. Just like we mentioned with Kirk Cousins, who knows? Maybe two years down the line, they give him some sort of extension or some more guaranteed money, whatever the case is. So maybe you know something comes up along the lines in a few years, and they're able to give him more money than than what they're offering him right now. So we still got a little bit of ways to go in terms of who we're talking about and um, who did sign. You know, who did end up coming to a long term deal and who didn't. Um, obviously, Dak didn't. Um, and Derrick Henry <laughs> did. Um, but another weird scenario right now is Yannick Ngakwe. We've been talking about this for a while. Um, he doesn't want to play for the team. He is out. He will not show up for anything unless he is traded. Um, but Ngakwe has engaged in contract talks with multiple teams about playing under the franchise tag or signing a long-term deal. Ngakwe is 25 years old, very young, top of his game right now. Um, informed interested teams that his contract demands to be flexible to help facilitate facilitate a, t- facilitate a trade. Excuse me. That's Those are tough two words put together um but you know so you could see he's like i'll take a lot less money just to get out of jacksonville i am out everybody and their moms left jacksonville a little while ago and we were at the top of our game so i i'm the last one out i guess i'm just trying to get out of the jaguars i've spoken to teams about a potential trade for ngakwe but have not fielded offers to their liking um the deadline was at four it didn't end up happening ngakwe remains in jacksonville he has no plans to sign his 17.7 million dollar franchise tag um and Gakko is in a bit of a difficult situation he could kind of <laughs> we're also in the middle of a pandemic right now so that doesn't help him either um but I know I saw something about Adam Schefter in the pan in the pandemic right now I'm sure that's making it a lot tougher on him but he's seeing a situation right now where he may not play for a couple years if this doesn't end up you know going his way because he could just remain in Jacksonville never sign the tag and never show up and so he's in a tough spot what do you think I I don't know what the hesitation is on Jacksonville because he's not going to play for them. So why would you want to have this problem? You could definitely trade him away and get something out of it. 
He's a, as you mentioned, he's, he's young. He's going to be, you know, getting into his prime. He's playing amazing. He still has years to go. I don't, I don't quite understand the strategy. I mean, if you were trying to hold off and see if he was bluffing and maybe like, all right, he, he says he wants out, but then if there's really no interest, he'll just kind of cave in and say, all right, I'll sign the franchise tag. But clearly but that's not happening. Yeah, no, he's not. Go- he's not even looking in that direction. He just wants to get out of there. And listen, Jacksonville is pretty stubborn. So they'll let him set out as much as he wants. And hopefully he gets out soon, man. He's really – he's making a name for himself in this league very, very early. He's only 25 years old. As a defensive player, I'm sure, the, I'm sure Jacksonville is looking for a very, very great deal from another team. I'm sure they're looking for a first-rounder somewhere in there and or like a sign-and-trade situation. So – I don't know what the future holds for Yannick Ngakwe. You know, I was hoping he would go to a team like the Giants who are in need of an edge rusher right now, but it's like, can teams even, you know, and obviously you can. You're, you're going to try to negotiate any way you can to try to get him on your team as soon as possible because you want to make that difference, especially if you need an edge rusher and you have him that young, you want to get him locked up and, you know, get him in the facilities early. But it's a Jacksonville is just tough to deal with in terms of trying to trade and everything like that because – They've had some bad couple years in terms of what's going on in-house. So I'm sure the second he is traded or goes to another team, I'm sure he'll reveal some secrets. But um, I, I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel right now. And maybe ho- hopefully things can change soon. But um, again, this is something I see where he could be in this type of scenario for a very, very long time if, if you know negotiations aren't moving. And again, the pandemic isn't helping either. And Jacksonville is reluctant to even trade him anyway. So I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, even if there are teams that are interested, which I'm sure there are, they're going to have to put him through a team physical. And we saw through free agency how difficult that was just to get somebody to clear and pass their physical. So especially with things going on the way that they're going still, even if they trade him, I feel like it's still going to be a little while until, you know, things unfold. But I feel bad for him. I mean, at at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he's – in his prime essentially or getting to that before point. like way before and and it's kind of like you don't want to have that situation where he wastes a year two years and and he could be making a lot of money oh yeah for sure um so we'll see what happens with that situation but i want to talk about a you know a contract negotiation with that didn't end up coming to terms by the 4 p.m deadline that may actually work out in his favor and i want to talk about aj green they didn't uh, finalize the long-term deal um, by the 4 p.m. deadline. Um, he did. He was injured this past year. I think it was an ankle injury, so he was out for the whole season, basically. He was in talks of coming back, and he didn't end up coming back. And they placed a $17.8 million franchise tag on A.J. Green, um, but he has yet to sign it, so he hasn't signed it yet, but he will be playing under um, that tag. I think this is um, pro- mostly a good thing because it's like he's going to come back, he's going to show how much talent he has, and he gets to play under a new quarterback, probably one of the better quarterbacks he's going to play with for a while. He's had Dalton his whole career, if I'm not mistaken, so it's like get a new face in there. This guy was electric in college and Joe Burrow, so it's like I think this one year is going to give him some leverage. He may He's going to be in the, he's in the top five of wide receivers, um, you know, salary-wise for con- in his, with, his, with his new contract when he gets to that point. So I think this will be very beneficial for AJ Green for sure. Um, do you think they probably should have locked him up earlier, or do you think that you know let's give him that prove it year, 
Um, even though he probably doesn't have anything to prove, but he has had his injuries where he's out for a whole season. He comes back a full season and he he lights it up, but ends up going what six and ten or something like that. So that's kind of the gist of his career at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think it was definitely in in the, the best interest of the Bengals to kind of let him sign that tag, see what he can do. Uh, especially now, as you mentioned, there's a new quarterback in there, and and everybody's expecting him to be electric and be this great quarterback and kind of turn the franchise around. Uh, so I think, you know, kind of giving that, that prove it deal is, is definitely a good idea uh, because you don't want to lock up a guy like, let's say, I mean, he is a little bit on the older side as well. He, he is, uh, if I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he's in his early thirties. So I it, believe so, kind of, yeah, early thirties. So, so, I mean, at that point, when you think in terms of receivers, they're usually nearing the end at that point. Um, and I feel like, you know, to give a deal, uh, I don't think, you know, what, what are they going to give him, like a two-year deal maybe. I, I don't see much of a point in that. And, and there's too many question marks for them. I mean, if, if he could stay healthy and Joe question Burrow. Marks, but they drafted very, very well. They got another, they, they um, did. They got another wide receiver. Um, he was the one at Clemson. What was his name? Was it Higgins, T. Higgins? It might have been T. Higgins, yeah. So he's also fantastic. So they'll, have, they'll bring him in. You know, let's see where uh, John Ross goes from here. Um, uh-huh. They just signed Tyler Boyd to, I think, a four-year deal. It was like $40 million or something like that. So they got some weapons to work with. But I think if you have A.J. Green, you could be very versatile on the offense. Um, in terms of winning, not sure where you're going to go from there. But still a good sign for A.J. Green overall. He's going to get that long-term extension soon. Hopefully if him and Burrow are, you know, right off the bat, they're, they're connecting, I think, He's he's going to be on the up and up from there. But do you think a wide receiver like him should when he's an unrestricted free agent should he sign? I mean, he's the type of guy that wants to be loyal. Every player wants to be loyal. We know that. But should he be in a different uniform for a winning team? Do you think that's the type of guy you want to see in a winning team, or do you think his loyalty is enough for him to stay with the Bengals and stay safe and play the rest of his career out there? Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you went back a couple of years, I would say for sure he's going to be more loyal. But you've seen more and more recently these these guys have no problem, you know, switching teams, whether that's because they're in an organization similar to him that they're not doing as well, and he kind of wants that playoff push or that ring, uh, whatever the case may be. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he does end up going somewhere else on like a one year deal, whether it's you know, he stays there for like a year or two or that, that's he also something bounces I around. Be about, yeah. But it's also that longevity i just know the second he becomes an unrestricted free agent they're going to toss this money at him whether he has a decent season or a great season it's just the Bengals. there's a lot of you know a lot of people say they're not interested in winning each and every year and apparently that is closer to true than than false in terms of ownership and everything like that but they'll do it i don't they're not scared to throw money around like that and what are they giving trey wayne's like three years 30 million or no even more than that maybe like 70 million i think I don't even remember. Yeah, there, there's Ridiculous some number. weird deals. I mean, and he hasn't but, signed that, by the way, because of the pandemic. So. Yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, though, with, with AJ Green, I feel like you know he's. If he's gonna go somewhere else, I feel like you know the P team that's gonna take a risk on him is gonna be another team that you know they're on the up and coming teams list to where they haven't been too, doing too great, uh, but you know they started to kind of mold, kind of like similar to uh, what the Browns did when they ended up getting Odell or when they ended up getting. Uh, Jarvis, you know, they, they were on the up and coming. They, they had never been too great and they were trying to, you know, build that team up. And at the time, Odell was kind of being a problem with the Giants and he had an injury. So it was more of a risk at that point for them. Uh, but that's something they were willing to take because, you know, 
they had not been performing well and and, and they wanted they, they were more in need of that performance that superstar that they had than you know the injury prone or the problematic receiver whatever you want to call it right um so we'll see where that goes for AJ Green. So I just want to read this list here. So the following players will play out the 2020 NFL season under the franchise tag and will become unrestricted free agents in 2021. AJ Green, like I mentioned before, um, Hunter Henry, uh, Joe Tooney, I think that's how you pronounce it, not the TH. I always mess that mm-hmm. up. Um, he will also be playing under the tag. Uh, who else we got here? So yeah. Uh, Joe Tooney, uh, they're not expected to come to a long-term deal. He's 27. We'll play out the 2020 season under his $14.7 million franchise tag and become an unrestricted free agent in 2021, like we mentioned before. A big signing that we saw, and I'm sure a lot of people have a lot of comments about this. I haven't seen too many, um, but I'm sure this is a guy that you probably were going to sign anyway, regardless of his actions, which was Miles Garrett. Uh, the Browns ended up signing Miles Garrett to a five-year extension worth $125 million. And do you want to guess how much is guaranteed in that contract? If you haven't seen the number clearly enough. Is it like almost all guaranteed? $100 million in guarantees. Fifty yeah. million is uh, And $50 million fully guaranteed just off the bat, I think, while signing. So, um, we've seen Miles Garrett do some bad things. A bad thing, I would say. He hasn't done some bad things in his career, but it's a bad thing with an exclamation point. Um, honestly, can you blame the Browns for giving him this deal? Maybe it's it, it is pretty gigantic, and but he was the first overall pick in that draft, so I'm sure that gave him massive le- leverage. Um, but no, he, you got to lock up that guy. I mean, you know, let's let's be real here. Uh, <laughs> you got to whether he's hitting people with helmets. You got to bring that guy back. He's probably your best player on defense. I mean, the only other comparison I can have is Vontez Perfect was known as a dirty player. He's been on what three different teams. So yeah, he signed with teams the Raiders. Have, he, had, he had a nice chuck and change from that deal too when he was that, there. That's for what that I'm saying. Year. Teams teams have no problem signing him. So I think it would be kind of well. You know, I don't think Miles Garrett hypocritical. You, you can't compare him and Perfect. No, no, no. But that, but that's what I'm Garrett saying. Garrett was Burfict, so apologetic after Perfect would be like he deserved that. What did he do? Yeah. What did he do? To Jack Doyle. He hit him like helmet to helmet, and he was like, yeah, whatever. And and he ran he like out and got high fiving people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he got yeah. he got kicked out of the game and then high fived and was smiling and left the game right. and then so got suspended. Like, you got two different people there. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. And if, plus, if Miles some, Garrett is like on a is way way better. Yeah, and that's the thing. If you're gonna pay Vontez perfect, and, and in my opinion, he's way worse. There's no way that they're not gonna sign Miles Garrett. So, so let's talk about uh, Chris Jones for a second. This is something that has been talked about since he won that Super Bowl. Like yep. while he was playing the Super Bowl, it was like, "What are we gonna do with this contract once once it's done? You got to pay Pat Mahomes. You gotta you gotta do a bunch of stuff. Dr. Gonna have enough money for what what he's worth." And they did it, as Pat Mahomes said, "Let's run it back." Uh, the Chiefs and defensive tackle Chris Jones reached an agreement on a four-year, eighty-five million-dollar deal that includes sixty million in guarantees. Um, the deal will keep Jones in Kansas City through twenty twenty-four. Obviously, they have an agenda over there. In Kansas City, they're bringing every single person back. They're like, let's do this whole thing over again. Let's not change any of what we did to begin with and just play our game the way we want to play it. Um, they keep their coaching staff. They got Spags on defense. They have Biennemi on the offense. He's not calling the plays, but there's a possibility that, you know, if they do keep succeeding, and he probably will by the end of the, you know, in the offseason, probably at the end of the 2020 2021 season, he will be signed to a different team. But either way, Andy Reid is calling the plays. Andy Reid. 
He's holding everybody down. And we mentioned it earlier. I don't blame them. You got to bring every single great player you have back. And I don't know in terms of cap hit this is going to do for them. But either way, I am, I am in shock. They did this as smoothly as a lot of other defensive players out there who were just looking to get signed in general. Like you got guys like Clowney and who are some of the other defensive ends. There's a lot of defensive ends still out there waiting to be signed by a team or probably get traded off the franchise tag. I think that's what Clowney's on right now. Uh-huh. Um, so, honestly, I, I like the signing. Yeah. I mean, there, there's not too much to say about it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, we already signed. I'm just going to, you know, just go through this real quickly because we already went over it just earlier. But offensive lineman Jason Peters did get signed to a one-year deal worth up to $60 million. He's going to be 38 in this coming year. He wants to play till he's 40. Um, he is going to – he will play right guard following the Achilles injury to right guard Brandon Brooks. And supposedly he hasn't played right guard or guard in general in a very, very long time. So this is very new to him, but he wants to play till he's 40. Um, that's a great thing. They, they're bringing him back on the Eagles. So I think this is the moment everyone's been waiting for up till right now. Um, and that's talking about the Redskins. They announced a brand-new team name on Monday. There's been some names thrown around. What is the team name you think is going to be the official name of the brand new team in DC? See, before we get to that, did you hear what, there was a person that trademarked all of the names so that now if they decide to pick one of those off the list, they have to pay the guy to get for the trademark. Don't you have to like, get that like confirmed and everything like that? So they do end up picking it. They're not just going to give it to them, I don't think, right? I, I don't know. I mean, because you got to get you got to get lawyers involved in that and stuff like that. So well, if the NFL well, comes well, comes at you with their lawyers and you have no you don't stand a chance, I, I don't think you're gonna I, hold on to that that trademark. I mean, it was it was pretty funny though. I was like, that that's pretty smart, I guess. You know, go for it. But I think I don't I don't think this is gonna happen. But I I just want it to happen. I want them to you know respect the the DC defenders and and. Take, just take oh, that name? Yes. Are they allowed to do that? I I know I, XFL I don't is like know bankrupt a, right now, but I think they, they yeah. still kind of own the name. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what's going on because as of right now, they're not playing. So if they're not a league anymore, just take it. I like it. <laughs> so you want defenders. Huh? I'm cool with the Red Tails. Yeah, that's what I think it's going to be. Because uh, it'll be like, you know, Tails vs. Giants. Tails vs. Boys. You know? <laughs> like, 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 I'm fine with that. It doesn't, you know, um, what were some of the names? I heard Warriors too. Please don't be Warriors. I, I don't well, I mean, like you got, you got like a, you got a, you got a, a human and a cowboy. You got an animal with an eagle. You got like a supernatural thing with a giant. You, you, we got, what else, what else is there? We got to get like some, we got to get someone else in there. We got to get some like, some Greek god or something. They're going to throw a curveball at us because here's the thing. Dan Schneider, he said you could put this in all caps or we're not changing the team name. So, you know, he's going to be petty. He's going to name it something dumb so he can keep FedEx Field and keep all the other sponsorships. He's going to do something petty that sounds awful. But they've had the name Redskins since 1933. It's been a long time coming. What do you think about people who are pissed about the name change? I mean, to be honest, I didn't didn't see why. Like, I mean, I understand a little bit more so now why they're doing it. I know over the past few years there's been talks about it. Um, It is offensive. There's people out there that are like, no, bro, we've had it for so long, like you might as well leave it. I'm like, no, it's been people have talked about changing it for a very long time. I have a friend um, who said that, oh, I didn't know they were in talks to change it like years ago. I'm like, every year they're in talks every to change year. it. So it's like, you want to just, 
Your listen, your team sucks. It has sucked for a very long time. You have an awful owner. It's like, do you do you want to have that on, to, on on your plate too, or that weight on your shoulders too, where it's like your your name is like a disgrace to America? Like you know, like do you want to have that too? Why don't can't you just be a bad team instead of having to deal with the actual name of the team? Also, be involved in your not so not not success at all. No success. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised though how quickly everything went down. I thought that there. I mean, I know that there's not much time for the season to start and all of that. But I figured if, if they were going to go through a name change, there was going to be a process, not kind of like, okay, we think that we're going to kind of get rid of the name. The name officially is done. You have like three days to kind of figure it out. Like it seems so rushed now. And I understand the season is starting. They have to get the new logo down and all of that. Um, but I just feel like, you know, it maybe could have waited another year. Like maybe at this point they say we're going to change it by next year and then, you know, for the next season so they don't rush through everything and, and so forth. I feel like that might have been a little bit more organized, a little bit more clean to go through the process. I mean, as you mentioned, it's been since the 30s. I don't think another year is going to kill anybody. So, and, and I just think, you know, especially with the whole pandemic going on, it's going to be very hard to get all of that stuff changed and, and fixed and done. And it's... I'm just surprised at how fast the process is. I'm all, I am I think it should have been changed, but I'm surprised how fast it kind of went overnight to, okay, we're changing it now. They've had that. Well, they have to because you're about to lose tons of money from your sponsors. Yeah. Or something. And I'm going to say good work by these sponsorships for finally stepping up and being like, all right, we, we're going to we're gonna take our names out of this. We don't, we don't want to be involved in this either because this has been a long time coming. They've had that name since 1933, so it's going to be a weird, weird change. But I've heard mm-hmm. from a lot of people, it's like it's almost like rooting for a brand new team. You know, you well, start like, from scratch. It's like uh, with the Oilers and the Titans. I still like the Oilers. Like, mm-hmm. I, I still think a team should be named that, to be quite honest. It's the same uniforms and everything. Um, but to me, the Redskins, it's like, you know, they're, they're going to have to redo every single thing, which is fine. Yeah. But I think they're still going to make their money's worth anyway. Because you have Brent, you're gonna be the one. You want to want to be the person that, if you're a diehard Redskins fan or pending brand new name, you're gonna want all the new. You know, you want the new logo. You want the new jerseys. You know, and stuff like that. So I don't know. Do you know if they're keeping the the color scheme, or are they changing that completely? Because if you're the Red Tails, you're not gonna be the maroon Redskins that they are when every single day. Yeah. I think, honestly, doing all of that is too much in the short period of time that they have. Maybe next year they'll come out with a new jersey or whatever the case. They're obviously going to have to change the logo. But I'm saying to change the whole color scheme and everything, I I think that's going to be too much to handle. In, I mean, realistically, it's the middle of July. They have like a month, if that. I don't think they're going to be able to to get all of that done. I mean, if they can, good for them. But it, it, I mean, if they completely change everything, it's just going to be weird to to watch because I mean, it's, it's especially in in the NFC East, it's the division rival for you guys. I feel like people are going to still inadvertently for a couple of years be like, Oh, the Redskins are like, Oh, uh, like they're going to, they're going to call it by them and and they're going to keep, it'll take some time, but it's like, you know, you know, if the, hopefully the team name sticks, I don't mind red tails. I know Dwayne Haskins did co-sign on that. He's like, I'll take red tails because what was it? It was in talks of like, you know, African American like war, like war, like what was it? Like they were like pilots in the in the World War or something like that. 
Yeah, something like that. So I think that, that's kind of fitting, especially during this time period. It's like you want to have, like, you want to push that. And there's a lot of other teams that are looking for name changes too. And to refer all the way back to the beginning of this podcast, the Chiefs is also offensive to a lot of people. <laughs> so I'm sure that's going to yeah. be changed in, in a couple in eh, I wouldn't say a couple years. They're going to last as long as uh, Pat Mahomes' contract because I think they're going to be so successful. It's like we can't just change it now. Like at least the Redskins are like a bad team. We could finally make that change to, towards a bad team where no one's really going to bat an eye. Um, yeah. Then there's other uh, sports like you know, what was it? Like, there's the Braves and there's the Indians, both in baseball. Those are going to change mm-hmm. eventually. Braves, well, I was going to say with Braves, the Braves, yeah, they got they, they got some uh, they got some time. They got some time. They got some time, and I think they said uh, you Indians know, just just. Get, I'm surprised that name didn't change first. Yeah, I mean the Braves are keeping the name as of right now, but they said the whole tomahawk thing that they do, they they're looking into possibly That's doing a something with that logo though. Um, I know. I, know. I mean, that's their the uniforms thing. always been boring to me, so maybe they can add some pizzazz. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, uh, so there's that. And then, yeah, the Indians. I think the Indians should be changed before the Braves. To I be heard honest. they were. Well, people want it to be changed to Spiders because that's what they used to be called. That'd be fire. That would be. It would. Um, so, Chris, I want to wrap up this podcast on this because how could I forget? We haven't recorded in so long, but big, big news that came out um, a long, long time ago. I feels at this point. Um, was that Cam Newton is now a Patriot yes. on a very minimum deal, kind of a prove-it-year type thing. People say he was disrespected because he was let go by the Panthers. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I don't know if you have a lot to say on him right now. I think, of course, this happens to the Patriots, man. What other team would somehow get a former MVP where it's only, what, like five years removed from the time he won that? He was yeah, also he in the Super Bowl that year, so it's like, did I say he won? No, he was in a Super Bowl that year. I hope I didn't say yeah. he won a Super Bowl. He did not win that Super Bowl, <laughs> but he was no, he, he got to, he got to a Super Bowl that year. Um, it hasn't been that long, and I I still think he's got an, he's he's got stuff left in the tank. Obviously, there's a lot of injuries that occur there, but is it? Do you think it's that bad to the point where you let the guy go and you let him go to a team that has a system that could work with anyone who comes in and out? They've obviously had the same guy in there and Tom Brady for whatever, like 20 plus years or something like that. So yeah. it's like you bring in this new guy who can run the ball as to where Tom Brady just got to a thousand yards rushing, what, like a year ago <laughs> in his yeah, yeah. 20 years of play. So it's like, I think there's a lot to work with here for uh, Bill Belichick, but that just goes to show you that I don't think they were ready to move forward with a guy like Jared Stidham. I think they needed some uh, power in there, but he, they, you know, he's working on a minimum deal. He's like, I'm just going to go out there and do my best. It's, it is a prove a year because eventually he's, he's got to get paid by some team to, you know, keep going. But I don't know. What were you thought? What were your thoughts when you first heard that? To me, it was kind of like, of course, where else would he go on that, on that type of deal? Yeah. I mean, I was kind of just waiting for it any day now. It's kind of like, all right, when is Cam going to get signed to the, to the Pats? But I was thinking chargers and they take uh, Herbert. It's, I was thinking bears and they yeah. go falls. I don't know. I mean, I don't really know what to feel about this because he has had some problems in the last two seasons. So it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, he he can be very good when healthy. But I feel like even when he was healthy, he did struggle with some accuracy. And I know that they attain that to a lot of shoulder problems, and that's why he's had the surgeries and all of that. Um, But I don't know. I I have a feeling if if they could turn – at the time when Jacoby Brissett was playing, he was their third string when Brady was suspended and they'll Garoppolo got fine. hurt. That's why I think yeah. that they'll be okay in this scenario. Because it's like if anything goes wrong, you were going to go with Stidham anyway up until the last very yeah. moment that you end up getting getting Cam Newton. But you have him on that 
that tiny, tiny deal that he probably shouldn't be playing on, especially with all these injuries. But, you know, I, I think they'll, they'll do just fine. In that division, though, I, th- I still think it's the Bills to yeah. lose. Because the Patriots right now, it's like they're just getting their footing. So if the Bills can kind of take advantage and finally win this division over, like how long have the Patriots have been winning this division for, what, like 10 years plus? It's been a very long time since they lost that division. It it has been. And I think the last team that won it other than them was the Jets. That like first year that the Jets, I think, had Sanchez. And And the Jets have their own issues. We didn't even get to Jamal Adams today. That's a whole story for a different day, which we can get into because I'm sure stories will develop. He is going to be in the same situation as Ngakwe, like we mentioned before, where – he may not set foot on the field while being on the same team because he's not going to be able to get traded. Um, but again, we won't get into too much detail with that. Um, I had one more thing I want to wrap on, wrap up on besides the Cam Newton thing. It's like, where is it going to apply? Which teams does it apply to where you could sign a waiver to go into a stadium? Because I heard the Eagles are just not letting anyone in, letting anyone in at all. At all. But I heard like a, the Giants and Jets could they have season ticket holders that could be sign they could sign waivers to get in and watch a game so i'm just confused on all that where, where are you in terms of knowledge in, in that arena i don't know much what i'm assuming is that give it like within the next month i mean obviously thankfully so far in our area they have dropped a lot from when we last recorded um and you know they're they're not surging as much as some areas like california and uh, florida for example uh, so I would imagine that also has some account. They're still going to, I'm sure, have social distancing or, you know, cutting the capacity. They're not going to fill up stadiums, even if some areas are experiencing a lot lower cases. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that that's going to be the big role is if these places are surging, I, I don't think they're going to even let them in at all. Here's the teams uh, I know of. So we have the Patriots who are going to have 20% of its total capacity um, pending uh, approval. Um, the Eagles will not have anybody. The Packers will also have not have anybody. But all I know is I think the Giants are allowed to sign a waiver. And what I think about this is, um, my friend who, who is going to be doing that Jets podcast, and I'll announce it by the end of this podcast what's going on with that. Um, that he, I was like, would, he's like, oh, so they'll let you in if they sign a waiver. I was talking to him, and he was just like, give me the waiver. I'll <laughs> sign it right now. What, all these people are going to do the same exact thing. Dude, we've been in a drought of sports for a very long time. Who knows if baseball and, and basketball is going to end up working right because they're in bubbles and people are still getting tested positive. So it's like I think they'll take anything they can get. And football, you can't mess around with football because that is the one sport that's keeping this country rolling. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's it's going to be interesting to see. I mean – at this point, what we're starting to learn from the things that we do know a little bit about the COVID pandemic, it's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. People are going to get it. I mean, obviously, you want to try to prevent as many people as possible of getting it because then it spreads less. It makes sense. Uh, but I feel like by the time September comes, people are going to be so fed up that they're going to be like, yeah, like you said, give me the waiver. I'm going to the game. We need sports back. The, the, the world has been awful. I mean, it's, it, it feels like years have been passed yeah. since the draft. Because there's just no sports. I think I, I blacked out after up. March Madness was officially canceled, and now here we are. Yeah. You know. I mean, I wake up, I work, and that's it. Like, I don't know what I, I watch. Like, currently, as we're doing this, I'm watching an old football game off YouTube. Like, I don't know what to do. Exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, by the time the fall comes, that's when people are anticipating that there will be a second wave. So, honestly, yeah. who knows? Um, in my opinion, just keep everyone out. And hopefully you can mic more people up. I want to hear what these people are saying. Actually, you probably could just hear them yeah. from the sky cam just passing by. You know, exactly oh, most what likely. Saying. A lot of, I mean, a lot of bleeps and 
you know. Oh yeah. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to delay it even more because I think there is a, a short delay between the actual oh, live yeah. and it's gonna be like and, an hour delay. So it's gonna be, because yeah, because who knows? You can't stop these guys. Right. Um, so I think this is a good spot to end uh, uh, wrap up the podcast and um, special announcement here. I know we haven't been, uh, you know, speaking to our listeners in a while, talking about sports and stuff like that. It's been a very very long time, but I wanted to drop this on you. So most recently. Um, I had the idea of, you know, we have the franchise stack where me and Chris can talk about sports for two hours if we wanted to, but we're going to shorten this episode up for you. We hope to shorten future episodes up, but we again, we could talk about football all day. But to s- solve this issue and make for a more entertaining experience for people who enjoy their teams and don't want to wait about 30 minutes or 40 minutes to end up listening to the news that they wanted to hear, um, we're going to start a brand new network called the First Down Network. Um, it'll be... Um, separated by teams so the first down network will be distributed by separate teams such as you know first down new york giants which i'll be hosting with a college friend of mine uh, we also have first down new york jets with another college friend of mine will be hosting with his sister uh talking about the jets um and chris currently holding out uh will maybe maybe host the uh, first down falcons podcast so we could rant about our teams talk about them all we want i think we'll make we'll make for a very exciting experience for people who specifically want to hear their teams and you know hopefully i can reach out to a bunch of people that are interested in having their own designated team who are knowledgeable about their team who are not biased um mark who i've had on this podcast many times is a very (laughs) biased person but i'll have him on that podcast because it's like it's about the giants we could be as biased as we want but at the same time you have to be realistic that they're not winning a super bowl anytime soon um and of course, there's a lot of things going on with teams that we could, you could specifically talk about in one episode instead of waiting this long to talk about uh, a specific you know team or news that's coming out. So hopefully you guys will enjoy that. You know, announcements will be coming soon. Of course, follow the franchise tag pod on Twitter and Instagram uh, for more updates on that. Um, excuse me, I just burped. I am so tired and I ate a bunch of food, yeah. so I'm it's... trying to head out of here. But Chris, um, anything else you want to add, man? I just hope that even I know this is you know football podcast, but I just hope we're like a week away from when baseball is supposed to start. I just want sports back. It really like I know that soccer is being played right now, so there's and that golf. and golf. But I just kind of like, I mean, the Falcons get Todd Gurley and they get Dante Fowler, and then the Yankees, who are the other major sports team that I follow the most, get Garrett Cole, and then the world shuts down. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like. I finally get to see, you know, the the Falcons rarely make big free agency moves and the Yankees will, but it's kind of like, this was like, okay, everyone was waiting for this because now, you know, they're already contenders to win the world series. And and now it's going up even more, the odds. And it's just kind of like, can I just be happy? Whoa, whoa, whoa. They almost forgot because it's like, all right, sports will come back. Football is going to come back. But did you see these, like these tested um, COVID helmets that they're trying to go with like, yeah, I did. Yeah, it's kind of. I, it looks kind of weird. I'll love to see what happens with that. Um, but anyway, to wrap this whole thing up here again, Twitter and Instagram follow at franchise tag pod on both. Um, you could fo- uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel at French. Uh, it's franchise tag podcast. Make sure to subscribe to that. This video will go up on there, of course. Um, feels good to be back, Chris, and I'm it excited does. for much, much more. Sorry we've been gone for so long, but life happens. Anyways, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>